Welcome to life, the grand adventure. During this adventure, there are many twists and turns, each of which leads on a new path of our journey. Luckily for all of us, we have God with us on this adventure. Oftentimes, we try to make things too complicated. Hello, I'm Adam, and I have great news for you. Life is actually quite simple, and if you come along with me on this podcast journey, I will share with you one simple fact about life and faith. It's that simple. Acts chapter 2, verses 1 through 3, and 47 through 49. The Holy Spirit comes at Pentecost. When the day of Pentecost came, they were all together in one place. Suddenly, a sound like the blowing of a violent wind came from heaven and filled the whole house where they were sitting. They saw what seemed to be tongues of fire that separated and came to rest on each of them. Verses 42 through 47. They devoted themselves to the apostles' teaching and to fellowship, to the breaking of bread and to prayer. Everyone was filled with awe at the many wonders and signs performed by the apostles. All the believers were together and had everything in common. They sold property and possessions to give to anyone who had need. Every day, they continued to meet together in the temple courts. They broke bread in their homes and ate together with glad and sincere hearts, praising God and enjoying the favor of all the people. And the Lord added to their numbers daily those who were being saved. This is one of the greatest passages in the entire Bible. Acts tells of the start of the first church. Acts tells of the Holy Spirit coming down at Pentecost. All the verses I skipped were when Peter was speaking in tongues to the people, telling them about the Spirit. It's an amazing passage. I challenge you this week to just take some time, sit down and read the entirety of Acts 2. I mean, Go read the entirety of Acts. Take some time to read it. That's what our church is doing as a whole group study this spring. I'm super excited. But it's an amazing, it's an example of what we should be in a time when the world, the church, everything is so divided. If we look right here at this example, it will show you what the church should be. If you look at the, la I only did the coming of the Holy Spirit and then the, the last part was called the fellowship of the believers. When the believers came together, it talked about community, how they were together. These people were together constantly in faith. They were devoted to the teachings from the apostles is how it started. They were sharing Jesus's word together. They were coming together, loving on each other, living life together. As we say in small groups, doing life together. They broke bread. And as they were together, their numbers grew. People saw something amazing about them. They wanted to be part of this group. They saw that they were in community. They wanted to be part of whatever this was amazing thing happening. And as they came in, they discovered the spirit. They learned about the love of Jesus. And this is where they want to be. It says, and the Lord added to the number daily those who were being saved. Not those who were joining the group, those who were hanging out for dinner, those who were being saved. That's amazing. And all of this happens because they were in community, because God made us to be in community with others, not in isolation, as many of us would prefer at times. I'm wearing my hoodie from the group that I belong to that I'll talk about later. And one of the big themes is isolation is terminal, but how being by yourself breaks you down, how 
not being around others. Satan can get into your mind when there's nobody positive feeding into you. But I love that statement. Isolation is terminal. Last night I came home with a shirt with an arrowhead on the back that says that. And I can now wear that out in public and people will see. And maybe it'll be, as I call, t-shirt ministry. So I've always enjoyed being around people. Thing is, I've enjoyed being in crowds. And being around people. And usually people know me because I'm part of things and always will jump in and take part in leadership and activities, stand on a stage and talk, and people know me. But I've realized in the way that I've taken my leadership roles, in the way that I've led, I've never created for myself somewhere that I could totally lay it down. Somewhere that I could create a tribe, as I called this podcast, people that I could talk to, people that I would talk to. I felt like I had to be the leader. And it's a flaw in the way that I run things, a flaw in the way I lead. I feel like I can't be out there and I need to be. I've heard people say that you can be around people all the time and be totally alone but it never really hit home until I got older. I didn't think that was true. I'd go out like, for me, I just needed to be in a crowd. Walking through the store, walking through the mall helped me feel like, okay, I'm here. But I wasn't. I might as well have been sitting in a basement room in the darkness. I heard a speaker named Steve Mansfield, amazing guy. If you want to read some of his books, they're awesome. Um, generally, a lot of them are more centered towards men, but he, he was talking at a men's breakfast I went to, and he said that most men, when surveyed, do not have a best friend, someone that they could call up at two in the morning. He, always, he said that, the way he said it to make it just even more to say, who's that guy you could call at two in the morning? If you weren't in town, come over to your house, and if your wife's, wife's in her pajamas, be comfortable with that man walking into your house to fix the broken pipe in the basement. As he said that, I looked, I said, man, I don't have a best friend. I really don't have anybody that I could legitimately call and say, hey, how are you doing? In my younger years, I had a group of friends. As I got older, I almost became a hermit. And I thought about it. And I was floored. And I was like, man, wow, I don't. I have friends, but who would I call in the middle of the night if I had an emergency? I mean, sure, honestly, I know there are people in the church who I have connections with who would come over and take care of it for me. But who could I call and know that our friendship is so strong that I don't feel like I'm inconveniencing them? I had nothing. And I'll be honest, I compartmentalized it and said, you know, that's just a stage of life. I'd let it go. And it nudged on me. It hit on me. And as I was getting to this podcast, I realized I haven't grown much in that. I'm starting to, as you'll see as I go here. But I need to listen to what I'm saying today. 
So as I've said before, as a, I am a teacher by trade and skill, more specifically, an elementary school teacher. So generally, when you're a male working in an elementary school, you're there and then there's a ton of women. I work with a handful of men, more than most do. Now, don't get me wrong. I love the people I work with. Wonderful women. I have people I can talk to, work with, that help support me in my profession, that I lean on, and I help them as well. But I truly believe that I need male companionship. I believe that females need female companionship. And that part was missing for a large part of my life. I had buddies. I was even in groups and had buddies, but not anybody that I was super close with. Nobody that I would call up and say, hey, it's Tuesday. Um, you want to go get wings? And at that point, I simply joked with my wife that I had no friends. And she would joke that she didn't. And we were here for each other. And we are. I love my wife. And we should be for each other. We should have time for each other, which I mentioned in the last podcast. We were failing at too, and now we're working on that. But I truly believe we both need non-spouse companions in our life. We both need members of a tribe who are there for us that aren't just the people we leave, live with. Now, I had my dad's group. I've been leading that group I looked at since 2016. But I realized in my flaw in leadership, I'd become more of a leader than a companion. I love those guys. And I realized that I'm failing them as a friend. Sure, I'm researching and I'm putting my heart into the reading and the discussion. But the rest, oh man, as I was writing this, it hit me. I'll see some guys at church and I'll chat with them up. They know that I'm there for them if I need them. But I don't, don't take that extra step that a friend would take. And then, as I mentioned before, I joined a group last year called Men's Alliance. I'm wearing my hoodie right now if you're watching the video. I just got a bunch of shirts last night. It was perfect. I was going to record this podcast yesterday afternoon before I left during my lunch break, but I decided to wait. And God told me, hold tight. I want you to do this during lunch. Eat lunch, for starters. Do a couple other things because I'm going to show you some more stuff. Because Men's Alliance is a group that takes men out of their comfort zones. And I think that's part of what sometimes having that friend is. You want to be, you want to feel safe with your friend, but you want to be with a friend that will push you. Men's Alliance pushes us. It pushed me to start exercising. It pushed me to get up in the morning. I'm recording this prior to going out for our workout today in the mud puddles and rain. At this group, we're going to work out for 30 minutes, which at the beginning was intimidating to me because I've never been a gym rat. More of a, I'm gonna run so I'm not a fat kind of guy. And then 30 minute Devo. And now that part, I was like, cool, I got that. I've been leading groups for years. That means I talk to people like I do here on the podcast. But I've learned it's so much more. Hearing some of these devotions is powerful. I had one week where I earned what's called a coin for being there for a certain amount of months and, talk, and memorizing the creed and being a participant. And the guy that gave the devotion that week I was nervous I'd forget the creed, but his devotion just hit me so hard. It was so amazing that it just motivated me. I would just roll through the creed when I had to recite it to get my coin, That I, and I mentioned that to him last week. And I really hesitated to join. 
my wife <laughs> told me, yeah, you're going to do this. And as I was getting ready to do this, I was, I've learned a lot. I learned from God in this group that I don't need to always lead. I need to be part of the group. And that's part of their leadership style is that if someone is a leader of the group, they can only lead for a certain amount of team, a time they should, then they pass on the leadership. Each session is led by different guys. We have one leader, um, my buddy Savage, he leads the group, but he is more of the executive leader. Other guys lead devotionals. A different guy builds the fire because we sit around a fire. A different guy does the workout each week and we work through that. I help with the devotion on the devotional chief meeting. I contact the guy leading the Devo, have a conversation with him, help him in any way he needs. But it's led by us. It's not one person. That's always a danger of a group, danger of a church even, that if you're that one leader, you sort of are seen as the boss and no one really wants to get close or you separate yourself filling that role. And in the group, we have what's called call signs. And I've learned that what seemed initially like a silly thing, we have little nicknames. It's like our little club has increased the bond that we have. We'll now yell across the church. I'm like, what's up, Savage? What's up, Anvil? Hey, man, how you doing? Hoff, yo, and I could go through. And so now when we go to church, I have those fun names that they'll call me. They'll be like, I'm Sensei. They're like, hey, Sensei. But it's a connection we have. And as I was saying yesterday, we, so I'm recording this on Saturday. So Friday, we drove down to the seventh anniversary of this ministry. There were eight of us out of the tribe that were able to go. And it was a great time. Like I never, I was talking here about needing the tribe, but the car ride was two hours and a half. It seemed like five minutes because we just conversed. We laughed. We talked to each other. We were talking about life. We were just joking. We were, we were even connect everything. We talked ended up somehow connecting to church too. And it was just an amazing time with guys. We got there. We shared about, we met other brothers who were part of the bigger men's Alliance group. We heard a, a message and goals for the group and where it's going to go. I'm getting ready to start. And I'll talk about in the spring, something called patch class, which is a, a, essentially an apologetics portion of this. I'm super excited. It's called an ambassador class. And I met the guys that I'm going to be doing that class with and talked to some of them. And it was amazing. It helped me to even feel closer to these guys. It got me excited. I came home. I couldn't sleep for a while. I actually woke my wife up. I was all excited. I haven't shut up talking to her today about the day and about where I think it's going and what I'm hearing. I, But it's being part of that tribe. I have guys that I'll stop in church and I'll talk to for a while. I want my friends, like guys that I've connected to other groups, to join me there. We, we've went hiking. And within the group, I'm planning to grow a connect group. But taking the lessons that I've learned and leading by having the group members lead and not making me the focus of the group. And it's all coming at the right time in life. As I said last week, I'm slowing down. I fed into my dad's group, telling them how much I love them, telling them that I needed to step back at this time. Like this spring, I'm really taking time to slow down, taking time with my wife, with my friends, with my children. I'm excited Men's Alliance is gonna have a daddy-daughter getaway weekend. I can't wait to take my girl. Now I know, I'm sure any of you who listen to me a lot are sick of that talk, but that's where I am. That's my story. 
you know, we each have our own story. If you go to a church, your pastor probably has a story to tell all the time. And all of us actually probably each have our own people. Or as I'm saying, lack of people. The when I said when I told my group I was stepping away from leadership of the dad's group, I have a friend in there that I intentionally said, I want to make sure we still get coffee and dinner. He's always been there for me, supporting me, listening to me. Last year we went to the a men's church conference together and spent a weekend at a B and B just hanging out and just enjoying each other's company. I'll be honest. Phil, I've taken his amazingness for granted. He supported me on this podcast. So, Ricky, dude, you're the man. I love you, brother. I'll be a better friend. I want to thank you for being there for me. You're setting that example of the kind of friend I should be, a friend that listens, a friend that touches base, a friend that will support you. Silently, I didn't realize till I was writing this. Like I got choked up while I was writing this yesterday, realizing he's always been there since he's joined the group. Since they they moved here a couple years ago, I've taught his daughter. He's been in, he's been in 4-H with his kids. Have been in 4-H for a little while, and just at church and just throughout life. And I'll tell everybody else if you can find a great man like him, for ladies, a great woman like him, like him, and have that person in your life, you'll be blessed. So that's me. What about you? As I called this episode a tribe. Do you have people in your life you can lead on? Lean on? If not, why not? If you do, make sure you're feeding into them. Make sure you're not taking them for granted. But if you don't, take a look at yourself. Are you like me and you don't because you're being ornery? I just want to stay home at times. I don't want to go out. I'm getting old, right? Selfish or neglecting yourself for other things, feeling like you need to make sure that you're putting up those. I feel like I need to put up those walls so I can help other people, but I need other people. I need to be a human within that. And I'm starting to learn that I need to lean on other people. I need to get out with people. As a dad, I thought I had to be there with my kids for everything. Turns out I've been here physically. But at times, not emotionally, not mentally. And that was due to me being lonely. I'm now working on that by getting into groups that include Men's Alliance. I do tons of fantasy football. I have a podcast on it, but most of them are online. I've gotten into a fantasy football league that has live events and get-togethers. We're having one at the end of this day, so i got to record early. And I'm not hesitating to go to those activities with people, to go to other activities with people. I need to make that step. For an extrovert, it's weird that I got to make that step. And I know this is going to be good for my family. Because if I'm full personally, it'll lead to, f- to filling my family. And I think if you look at yourself, if you do the same, you will notice that feeds your family too. One thing I also want to make sure is that I am having time with godly friends. Luckily, all of my groups are. Because I need people that will feed into me Christ, people that will help me fill his spirit. But I also need to make sure that I feed into people that might not be close to Christ. That's what my, my, 
my class I'm going to do on apologetics at Springs is going to help me how to feed into other people. I've got some friends of mine that I love dearly, but I know don't know Jesus. How can I have conversations with them? How can I feed into them as we're friends who talk? So everybody, it's that simple. You need people in your life. We were not created to do it alone. The church in its infancy saw that, and they communed together and grew closer to each other and God. I don't think it's a coincidence God put that as the first thing to happen after Jesus ascended and the Spirit came down. He created us for community. Let's listen to our Lord. Let us pray. Dear God, thank you so much for your word. Thank you for your leadership, for your lessons in life. Help me personally to listen to that, to realize that how important community and having close friends that you can lean on and love on you and support you in rough times is. Help everybody who's listening to find that person or group of people that can lean on them and love on them so they can be better family members, better moms, dads, brothers, sisters, family members, at work with friends. Help us to be your ambassadors in this world. Help us to show your love, because it's that simple. Christ told us to love, and we are to love. Thank you. We love you. In Jesus' name, amen. So this week I challenge you. It's very simple. Find a tribe. Stop listening to me right now. Okay, after these few promos. But then, stop. Go find people to feed into you. Go find that tribe. So I spoke about Men's Alliance earlier today. I put a link in the podcast. Uh, it's www.mensalliancetribe.com. If you're a man and you're like, hey, I need something to get into, this is amazing. Men, we know that we connect differently. We like to be out and rugged and doing things. If you're interested in doing something within that, hit me up. Pop me a message. I know I've got some listeners down in Georgia. I can help you start a tribe there. The Men's Alliance is looking to get tribes throughout the entire country. If nothing else, check out mensalliancetribe.com. They have an awesome podcast. I'm listening to a guy talk about a trip he just made to Israel to save women and children. They talk about how to feed into your family. If you're looking for anything great, the Ambassador Series of Podcasts in there talks about how to speak on Christ. And I might, I'll probably be talking about that some during the spring here because that's what I'll be doing. So check it out, men. Women, actually, I met some women last night at the dinner that are starting a women's alliance, which is women getting out of their comfort zone, getting together and loving on each other and loving on Christ. It's powerful stuff. God is working. It's helped me to feel stronger in my faith and grow there. Kingdom Praise Radio, you know I love you guys. You all are amazing. I turned it on this week. It was amazing. And right there was the church band for my church, Park Valley Worship, was playing on Kingdom Praise Radio. It's like all of my favorite people in one place. I sent a screenshot to our worship leader, and they were like, that's a great. So, Kendrell, you are doing a good job. Amazing work for the kingdom. Keep it up. To Jesus Music and Podcast Network, awesome stuff. www.lcprva.com. It's like Pandora for Christians. 12 genres of music, and there's podcasts on there. Check it out. All these links are in the podcast notes. If you're looking at my handsome face, you can see my Men's Alliance Finish Strong shirt. I got a um, wore it for, especially for the show, for, for my boys. So check out the links in there. If you're watching Spotify on your phone, you can see my handsome mug as well. This is on YouTube. Share. Do me a favor. Give me a like. Give me a listen. Share this podcast with anybody. My goal in 2024 is to figure out how to speak into more people using this platform that God has gave me using this skill. Last night a guy said we have our we have our talents that we can give for Christ. 
God gave me a Christ uh, talent of speaking. I need to use it. But it's the internet. You know how it works. Give me a hookup. If you got friends, if you want to share this out each week, I would appreciate it. I would love it. I'm looking to, to grow, not to grow for me, because I'm not trying to make any money. I'm trying to grow one thing, the kingdom. Jesus told us to make disciples of all men. That's my goal. So as always, I love you. Have a great week. God bless.